the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I am Jeremy Seal, and I've got some incredible uh, youth workers with me. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a difficult issue uh, when when people. When almost nobody shows up, you're expecting at least a handful of people, but one or two are the only ones that are there. What do you do? How do you deal with that situation? Um, and so uh, we're going to talk about that. Before we do, let, l- I'd love to get everybody to introduce themselves. We'll start with you, Neil. Hi, I'm Neil Bose from Jesse Lee Church in Richfield, Connecticut. Uh, Rebecca? I'm Rebecca Bled from First United Methodist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jeremy? I'm Jeremy Cole at St. Mary's United Methodist Church in St. Mary's, Georgia. Audra. I'm Audra Welch-Malvez at Plymouth Park United Methodist Church in Irving, Texas. And Amy. I'm Amy Shreve from the Illinois Great Rivers Conference. I work with our Wesley Foundations. All right. It's such an awkward thing because when nobody shows up, we get to go home. Nobody knew that nobody showed up. (laughs) Uh, But when almost no one shows up uh where what do you do with that how do you deal with that neil well you know it's it can be demoralizing right and the first thing you want to do is step way back away from that um because it's actually a real incredible opportunity um it gives you you know you you can be up front in front of 60 people and you can be talking away and you have no no idea if what you're saying is landing with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when you get an opportunity to be, um, you know, one on three or, you know, two, uh, what's the safe sanctuary thing? But um, <laughs> when, you get, when you get to be, um, uh, have a smaller group, it's a more intimate conversation, right? And so there's more right. personalized learning there. You can have more focused discussion. Um, you can have a really good, open, deep conversation that maybe you can't when you have your whole group there. So I, I think it's an amazing opportunity that we have to be mindful of. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. What about you, Rebecca? How do you deal with that? I think the first thing you need to do is reframe for the student because they mm-hmm. know they're one of one or two that showed up. And yeah, yeah. Um, a quote that I <laughs> They're feeling self-conscious. They're wondering, okay, should I just leave? What's this going to be like? Are they disappointed? So I think what you don't want to do is look at that one or two students and say, where is everybody? Right. Um, I think you really want to reframe and say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Or Mm -hmm. whatever that line is that, that makes them delighted, that shows your delight that they arrived. Um, So there's this quote that I keep in mind that, from Max Dupree, the first job of a leader is to define reality. And I think there's that critical moment where we say, hey, so I've been wondering about this question. Can you help me? Or, you know, take that opportunity that Neil was talking about. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, For for me, that's um, just a few times. Um, uh, Once in my first year when, you know, I had a full program planned and um, I think six kids showed up and, uh, you know, looking back, that's really, it, it was, it was mostly a building year. Yeah. Um, Cause I was a brand new guy and I was probably the fourth youth pastor that some of those kids had. And, you know, mm-hmm. the trust wasn't quite established yet. They figured I'd probably leave soon too. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was also a holiday weekend. Right. But, um, and then, and then recently um, this last semester, it, I think we had three and it was, I want to say it was 
the the Sunday that spring break started for our county. Right. And right. you know, looking looking back, I'm just like, okay, you know, maybe I need to, you know, maybe we don't do it next year on right. that date. You know, yeah. that pretty much for, everybody's out of town. But but like what um what was it Audra before me? Rebecca. Rebecca. What Rebecca said um just before me um make make them feel important. Make them still feel that you know that you're glad they're there and um, mm-hmm. try not to let your discouragement show. Right. Audra, where do you go with that when that happens? Man, that was almost my first three years in youth ministry. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So talk about like a gut punch to the stomach almost oh, every geez. time. You have a really cool plan. Um, so <sighs> I love what Rebecca said about framing. Um, because when you, when you start looking at them and saying, well, where are your friends? Or you say, pull out your phone and start texting your friends. Um, and they're like, oh, well, I guess I'm not important enough. So I usually save that for the last five minutes. I'm like, take a picture of how much fun we had and post it on Snapchat. So everybody will see what they're missing. Um, but, um, usually what I do is, um, my kids that'll show up, um, when it's just two or three, they're the ones that are they're either my core group or they're my fringe group. It's never really right. a mix. Um, it's the people who didn't so, get the memo that nobody was coming or the people who are going to be there regardless of whether or not anybody's there. Exactly. And so when it's my fringe kids, they're usually the ones that um, avoid playing the big games and avoid talking and discussion. So I find mm-hmm. something that they want to do, which is normally like foosball or video games or art or something like that. Um, and then I try and stick as close to the original programming as possible. So if it's mm-hmm. a Bible study, then like we'll go through the Bible study curriculum. Um, and like what Neil was saying, you can have really great conversations. Um, but if it's a game or something like that, then you can adapt it. And you maybe it's a maybe you're playing, um, you know, capture the flag or something, and you've got three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can change it up and do something. Maybe they're indoor kids, so pull in something that they wouldn't get to do if if 15 people had shown up, right. um, and kind of right. make it special. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I do. Amy, where 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 do you how do you approach it when almost nobody shows up? I know. I'm not sure there's much less left to say, um, but well, I always pray for myself um, mm-hmm. to make sure that that my attitude is to welcome all the students that are there and to, mm-hmm. that they know that they're appreciated and valued. Yeah. Um, I find I need to pray a lot to get over myself. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And then, yeah, and then really value the time that I have with those students, um, whether mm-hmm. it's one or two or three it's time that they've given up um, and that I don't always have. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have those, co- those deeper conversations and still stick to um, what mostly what the plan is, yeah. um, but then have that opportunity to change it up. Yeah. Um, yeah it, when I was doing youth ministry, I didn't always know if we were to have a big group. So I always had a couple mm-hmm. of good small group mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. in my pocket that we could adapt. Um, and so being ready for that situation is always good. Yeah, you so know, um, it, having some uh, having having some some board games just kind of hanging around uh, the youth room as well. You know, sometimes it's good to stick to the plan, and sometimes it's time just to say, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to have a very nonchalant, non-formal uh, time together, so we can get to know each other uh, better." So maybe that's over um, a, a board game or something uh, where you know it, it's still you know we have to direct the conversation still to be you know I'm getting to know you. Uh, better and we're building that trust. Um, 
But the other thing too, depending on you know where you're located, I mean, we're we're a block and a half away from one of the greatest ice cream stands ever. Right. Uh, you know, it's like mm-hmm. guys, come on, you know, let's let's take a walk. It's a nice day, you know, because sometimes this low attendance happens in the in the late spring and early mm-hmm. summertime stuff, right? So um, sometimes you can just completely just be like, look, we're just we're just going to be a couple of folks hanging out right. instead of you know the, the the teacher and the learner type of thing, you know. Yeah, you know, and I, I another question, kind of when when this happens, what do you do uh, as far as your leadership is concerned? The your supervisor, your senior pastor, how how do you communicate uh, that to them? Oh, look, nobody showed up. Right. <laughs> But hopefully, like you say that. That's right. That's exactly right. Just exactly like this question that I just asked. Yeah, but but you know, there's this like weirdness because I I know that we all our supervisors right now they're all very healthy and would never do this. But in the past, I'm sure we've. We have served or we know people who have served uh, senior pastors who, if things don't go well one week, kind of freak out, you know, uh, and uh, and so, you know, navigating that is is an important part because you on one hand, you don't want to really draw the attention to, to something that, that may seem negative Um on the other hand, you don't want them to kind of be blindsided by something like that. So, how do you how do you guys navigate that? I'm going to ask you, Amy, because I, I left you for last last time. So I know one thing I always did was track attendance over the long haul. So over the whole yeah. year, um, so so that you can see the ebbs and flows, and then also know that you have a plan or evaluate. Okay, why did not people not show up? Was it the first mm-hmm. day of spring break? Um, or a holiday, or did I not do announcements well, or send that text message to remind people. Um, So I think both knowing, okay, this is what happens, and this is my evaluation, and this is what I'm going to change, whether it's next week or next year, um, I think having that evaluative piece is helpful. Right. And then also knowing that, okay, no, my numbers are up most of the time. Right. You just can't track one Sunday. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of equip them with an answer, like like you were talking about, you know, kind of evaluate it. And I it kind of phrase my uh, my letting them know my heads up as an answer to the question they're going to get. Hey, just want to let you know, we don't have a bunch of kids. It was first week of spring break. So that's kind of normal. But I just wanted you to know if anybody asked. You know, so like mm-hmm. you've given them what you want them to say. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's all they needed to hear. Um, anybody else have any insight? What what, what do you do with a, a senior pastor or supervisor that you know is going to flip out um, on something like that? How do you how do you approach them? I think they need the story of what did happen. So yeah, yeah. Um, here's why I think the attendance was down, you know, the examples you've given. And instead I was able to really connect with this student in this mm-hmm. way. Um, so they saw that we didn't just give up and look at the student and say, well, this is a bummer, you right. know, but they have a story to share. Here's the reason. And, you know, we have such a, hopefully the, uh, your supervisor speaks in honoring ways of you and says, you know, we have 
our youth minister is so great at improvising, or they just so care about the children, or they just, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're able to give them, equip them with how you dealt with this. Right, right. Yeah. I haven't found so much the supervisor having an issue with church members who remember the church heyday uh, when there yes. were 100 youth and now we have 20. Yeah, the um, heyday, the, the one week in three years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Or 45 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, yeah, having those stories of how you are transforming the lives of the youth and having deep mm-hmm. faith conversations yeah. um, is really helpful to at least turn the conversation with those members. Yeah, I mean, that's that's important. That's really helpful. Yeah, because everybody needs to understand that one week is not a trend, right? I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it, it, and, and that's that's an important uh, question as as we're looking at everything. Is like, is, was this an anomaly or is this is this some sort of a trend? And then right. that's how we have to approach everything that's going on. And that's, a, I think, an important thing. If, if you can't, because sometimes you just can't come up with a reason. Like, nobody showed up and you no clue. And I think being honest at that point and saying, hey, you know, we had, you know, two people show up. I have no idea why that happened, but I'm going to keep an eye on it to see if it keeps happening. If it does, we'll we'll figure out what's going on, why why people aren't showing up anymore. Because you know, this kind of thing happens, right? Like we've all shared stories that it is it is going to happen to you if it hasn't already, and and that's why you know that's why we're here. You know, when you get online to work, we don't want you to feel like you have to do it all yourself. Uh, we we want you to feel like uh, there's a place where you can find what you need, and we we try to offer that as the Youth Worker Collective. We have just about everything you need, I think, uh, at youthworkercollective.com. We have games and ideas and lessons and all sorts of things. You can find that at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com/slash/podcast. <laughs>